from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 557. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm good, my friend. I'm very good. Thank you. Good, good. I'm I'm doing well as well. Not that you asked. I mean, you don't really care, but you know, oh. whatever. I'm just going to tell you that I'm doing well. You got to give me a second. You know what I mean. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't give a breath in there to allow you to jump in. I just wanted to hammer you for no reason, no good reason whatsoever. Um, I I should probably save save some of my some of my angst for discussion later in the show or or maybe within this first topic i don't know but this is one of those episodes this is this is lined up to be a classic panatic episode i'm very excited for this episode um first thing on the agenda mike is we need to follow up on the lami bracket that we discussed a couple of weeks ago right you know we talked about it being bracket mm-hmm. season and lami Launched a 16-pin bracket. Controversial. We we went over the original bracket setup. We each kind of... We were on the same page on, like, the, the setup is, like, really off here. Um, and they're down to the final four, and, and that the, the layout of the bracket came came to bear um, in, in one part of the bracket for sure. Um so I wanted to give an update on this final four because it's it's actually it has a surprise, it has some not surprises, and it has one questionable product that could have been fixed if they set this bracket up correctly. So if you look at our show notes and want to follow along to what the bracket layout is, so when I'm saying like the top left, you know what I'm looking at. So the top left of the final four is the Lamy Aeon. So it made it through. Um I, I would have picked the CP1, but this was far and away the weakest bracket. It had the um, the Scala, the CP1, the Accent, and the Aeon. And this was far and away the weakest bracket, which just goes back to our previous, you know, conversations like, yeah, this is not really how brackets work, <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute. So the, the Lamy Aeon made it through. I would have picked. I would have chosen the CP one if those were my four choices to make it to the final four. Out of those, I don't know that you ha- do. You have even have any experience or any preference out of that bracket? Uh, no, I have not used any of those. Like to me, that yeah. I mean, that was one of my issues. One of my many issues, right? It's yeah. just like they, that. That that whole many corner flaws. is just like who's using those, right? Re- like realistically, yeah. in in the overall, like what is Lamy selling? Like that's there mm-hmm. can't be a, that that is their majority, you know. So. Yeah, like the CP one has to be the best seller out of that um, section of the bracket, and it's still a pretty small seller. So below that, the Lamy Ion is up against the Lamy two thousand, which was going to be a clear winner in its black bracket. It had to go up against the Dialogue, and then a couple of the ballpoints, um, the Zevo, and I, I forget the name of the other one. But like that was like easy. Like you mm-hmm. could just go ahead and pin that in in permanent ink that the two thousand was going to make it. So that's the left side of the bracket in the final four. It's the Lamy Ion versus the Lamy two thousand. The two thousand is going to run away with that. Those votes aren't in yet, but like that's like a, not even a competition. In the upper right quadrant, we had the one I'm most excited to talk about, and the Lamy Pico made it out of the bracket, and it sh- it should have, but I wasn't sh- I wasn't convinced that it was but versus the pins that it was up against 
Um, you know my love for the Pico. I professed that when we first talked about this bracket layout. But it also had the Lamy Joy to go up against, which is a pretty popular pin. Uh, the Lamy Next, I didn't think was going to have a problem. And then I forget the name of the ballpoint in there was going to beat that. But yeah, the Pico is in the final four, which I am unduly excited about. It's challenger is the Lamy Safari. Yeah. And this was the Which part of the bracket the that thing. we had. Yeah. This is the part of the bracket we had no idea what was going to happen yep. because they put the Lamy Studio versus the Lamy LX and the Lamy All Star versus the Lamy Safari. And that's four top tier pins mm-hmm. where the bracket with the ion in it had four subpar pins in it, right? So some good pin had to lose out of this. Like the like the Lamy Studio should have been over there on the ion side and the Safari All-Star LX mm-hmm. and Vista should have fought out this bracket, right? And one of those would have won. Um so this you think the Safari is just going to trounce the Pico and then trounce the 2000? Is I that I think that's what you're just saying Safari's like I, I I don't know if it's gonna like crush, but I think I mean I would have put a decent money on the Safari being the overall winner before any of this happened. Like it yeah. just seems logical to me that it's it is. Yeah, but of, then it uh, could have lost be, in the first round. I mean, which was the whole problem with we had with the bracket. Yes, I mean it could have, right? But I mm-hmm. I would have expected it would have beat the AL Star. But yes, it it, yeah, it could have same. lost out there. But yeah, I I think the Safari is gonna 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 walk away with this. Like it, it feels it's their most popular pen. I feel like even yeah. people that have a Safari, uh, sorry, have like a two thousand, probably have and love a Safari. You know what I mean? It just feels like mm-hmm. that's the most so logical the Safari. One. Yeah, the Safari is how they got to the 2000 in most cases. Yeah, yeah. Right, like you, as you work through like your your pin history and learning about things and you probably had a Safari first and that got you into a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you just have a, like a, a a love for it. I I think it's definitely going to be, so it's the Pico versus the Safari and the Ion versus the 2000. The 2000 is an easy winner. Uh, the Safari is going to beat the Pico just because mm-hmm. it's the Safari. Um and it may not even be particularly close, but I mean, I just have a, I, the Pico made it as far as it possibly could, right? Like it's never going to make the final, but Seems I think it deserves, yeah, it deserves the spot where it's at. So Safari versus 2000. Which is the deserving final, right? Like I don't like how we got here, but I think this is right, right, right. the final as it should be. And as I said, for me right. personally, I would go 2000, but I think Safari's going to win it. I think you're right, and I think I would still probably go Safari, but like this is going to be close. Like we we will talk about this one more time when the final is, not because we'll be surprised over who wins, but I want to see what the vote is, like what the percentage if it's close. Like I, I think it's going to be like fifty five forty five Safari, something like that. I guessing, but I don't know. I could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see, but it, mm-hmm. it's it's fun. I like talking about this. I I mostly wanted to talk about this because I was pretty excited about the Pico. Everything else I thought was was pretty much exactly how it should have been. Um, if Lando Norris had a vote in this bracket, Mike, what do you think he would have voted for? Uh, I reckon he's using a safari in that image. 
<laughs> so we got a link. Um, as listeners know, Mike and I mm-hmm. are F1 fans. And one of our favorite drivers, uh, well, I'll speak for myself, but I no, think you're a, you're a Lando fan. Yeah, British, Lando Norris so drives him. for McLaren. Yeah, <laughs> British. Uh, so they're down in... They're down in Australia, and Lando put out an Instagram where he's, like, walking through the town, and he's going through, like, this, like, uh, graffiti kind of, almost like an art installation, right? There's just, like, Mm -hmm. a localized, like, graffiti thing. And, like, you know, I didn't see this, and, like, I wouldn't have gotten all the way to the end of the um the photos in the instagram feed so he's like looking at all this artwork 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 then he's all of a sudden in a lamy store writing <laughs> you know what he's using what like you, you were saying safari it is a safari it's the safari ballpoint and that was one of the uh... pins i wanted in that's one of the pins i wanted in the bracket was the safari ballpoint or actually, his might be a little bit different. No, I think he has a Vista in his hand, actually, at the time. The Safari ballpoint's next to it. He's using a Vista. My apologies. So, again, okay. the Vista should have been in 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 the bracket um, as well. So, um, he's got pretty nice handwriting, I will yep. say. Like, he did a signature on there, which you'll never see, like, a good quality uh, signature. I'm sure that's not his autograph signature but hey pretty good it says uh so someone's probably gone in there behind it says lando norris hello everyone and then he has his wild signature right his number four signature right the uh the hey let me hold the end of the sharpie signature the squiggle which is Mm -hmm. awful like could you read that as if you had no context can you get lando norris out of that squiggle no of course absolutely not not. the only chance is that there's a number four on there Mm mm-hmm you're like, oh, maybe, maybe. But, like, as far as I'm concerned, it could say, like, cola number four. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no idea. Not everyone on, can on be like that guy we were talking about. Mm-hmm, your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, he's sitting there playing in the Lamy store. I wonder if he picked anything up. Or maybe, maybe Zach Brown sent him on recon for like the 48th sponsor to their car. I see this as that's fine. I, I see this as kind of just like it was a follow a few drivers right now. They were just trying to stay awake. Yeah, right? exactly. Like they've all, they've all flown halfway like, across the world and they got like work to do in yeah. a couple of days. They're all just like <laughs> desperately trying to stay awake. So he's just like yeah. roaming the streets and <laughs> just like rumbling oh, into a Lamy store. Like, why is he even there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is he in the Lamy store? He's just like killing time, you know? Yeah. Yep. Gotta love it. But uh, yeah, he uh, he looks like he has good uh, penmanship for a fountain mm-hmm. pen. Looks like it was the Lamy Vista. So yeah, good job, Lando. I we we already liked you. Now we like you even more. I enjoy some of the thirsty comments uh, from pen stores and companies that we know. And I say, go for it. You know what I mean? They're already mm-hmm. there. Come to our store. You know, just you never know, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh, Maybe I haven't read any of those, but yeah, yeah, Maybe come on, pop in. Let's go. I also Let's enjoy Will Buxton saying, let us say, Lamy pens are the business, he said. Nice. Thanks, nice. Will. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thanks like, for, your, for your expertise in another area, Will. You, need to, you need to wear, you clip one to your short sleeve uh, sweater this weekend. Yeah. That would be great. Or like in pure, <laughs> this is pure, we're just in pure drive to survive memes now. It's just like, <laughs> pens are used to write with. <laughs> if you want to use the pen, you got to uncap the pen. <laughs> Paul Wilbox, I feel for him. Oh, what a job man. he has! 
All right. And uh, what a job I have right now to explain to our listenership that we have the official word on the Safari 2023 edition. We knew. Can I just say? It is exactly mm-hmm. what you said it was going to be. I cannot believe yeah. how closely you nailed this and how disappointed I am that you did. <laughs> so I nailed it because they released this on their press channel as a text document saying the name in general. They didn't give the actual name of the lineup, but they said pastel colors. So it was not me. It was like the speculation from their press release. Like back in February, they did like a text, like the PR newsroom type of thing. Oh, okay. When they did the the lilac and the um, the petrol all-stars, right? This was included in there, but no one, there were no pictures at the time. No one was confirming it. No one really knew the proper names of them. But what we have here is the Safari 2023 D-Lights, Mike. These are pastel colors, light rose, aqua sky, and spring green. Um, the So that's a, a green, a pink, and a light blue. The product names are all one word, which I was double-checking around the marketing around them. So light rose is literally all smushed together. Light rose, aqua sky. Spring green is they're they're all one word. The um, spring green th- is the most unfortunate because you got yes. the double G. Yes. So um the groove is not in the heart with these, Mike. No. Um it is it is not good. Um like my uh like my pun there, it is not good <laughs> whatsoever. Um like these pastel colors are good and nice yes. one time. Yes. They can't keep doing it. Yeah, they, in a vacuum, they're perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. right? Great colors, right? I I really like the green. Like, it's kind of a neat color green. Lamy has done so many greens. Lamy, (sighs) Lamy needs a reboot in the limited edition Safaris and All-Stars. Like, the All-Stars came out great. But they were reused colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be let's be clear. I mean, they're so good, and those colors deserve to be in the aluminum barrels. But let's be perfectly clear: they spent five minutes figuring that out, right? And these pastels, like I don't know how they sit there and justify another set of three pastel colors when they've done a set of three pastel colors, then they did a separate set of three kind of more saturated colors. And it's just these constantly sets of three colors, three colors. And then last year was two colors, strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. Make me one really special pin in the all-star in the safari lineup. And I think you would sell, you know, maybe not a hundred percent of the volume of three Three releases for this set and two for the All-Star. But if you gave me one great Safari that you did something different with and you gave me one great All-Star that you did something different with, I think you would do pretty close to the numbers of this because this just falls flat every year. Like when you do this every year, the the interest is just kind of like it just kind of kills all that interest, right? It just kind of dies. But, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with these pens. They're beautiful pens. It's just not interesting based on what they've created in such recent time frames, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the All-Stars are completely better than these. Like, the Team Safari is going to take the loss this year. But it's the whole product lineup idea 
I think someone needs to sit down and rethink these limited editions of two of their most popular pen lines and and try something different for a change. Like, surprise me. Like, 0% surprise in any of these releases this year, right? And that's what I'm looking for. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like I said, uniquely, you, you, you roll up, like some someone, you know, looking for a safari rolls up and sees this blue one. Man, it's going to be spectacular, right? Yep. Yeah. But as, as, as someone who follows this, like, you know, for a long time now, it's just like, come on. Like, yep. we're, we are, we're just having the same party every year and like, and I'm tired of cupcakes. Like, can, can we do something different? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's try pie or something. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just, we are in they are in a design rut as far as originality goes and yep. and that's that's my yep. that's my issue for a company i obviously love right and i love it so yeah so anyway they're 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 uniquely great i hope to get to see them this weekend at the Atlanta pen show we're going to talk about that later um but like i i my expectations are really high for lamy so when they don't meet it, I think it's it's fair to like have these discussions. So, all right, Mike, next product. <laughs> I am so excited about this. I can't even tell you. And we're gonna have more on this because, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I but, was so confused when <laughs> I opened this Instagram post this morning, and I thought something was broken. It took me a long time to work out what was going yep. on. Yep. So we have the Platinum Super Black Ink. I don't know if that's the official name. We're going to talk about this in a second. So Platinum, a little bit of context here. Platinum makes one of the most popular fountain pen inks in the world in Platinum Carbon Black. It is literally your S-tier black ink. It's your S-tier art ink. It's your S-tier fountain pen ink. It is so good. It is. It just... It gets almost all of the press for the type of ink it is for a pigmented black ink. Even Sailor has a nano black. The platinum carbon black just, I think, just market share probably just trounces it. Like, I obviously don't know sales numbers, but just all you hear about recommendations is platinum carbon black, platinum carbon black. And those that high praise is warranted, right? It is that good of an ink. It's a pigmented ink comes in bottles it comes in cartridges platinum does you know brush pens and desk pens and all kinds of standard pens that this ink is used for and it's just really really popular very highly recommended so i got word at the baltimore pen show that hey they're coming out with an even blacker platinum carbon black so i'm calling it the platinum blackest black ink. Black like plus we've plus. Talked, yeah black plus plus we've talked <laughs> we've talked about this with the Vanta Black ideas and the Anish Kapoor versus Stuart Simple battles over the years, because it's one of the things that I enjoy following. It's those are whole stories. You can just go Google Google Vanta Black, and you'll have you know a day's worth of articles to read. So Platinum's idea here is to make an even blacker ink than Platinum Carbon Black. So I want to read the translation just from the uh, link we have in the show notes, because this is all the information I have so far. So it says, Platinum Fountain Festival, 104 years of establishment, the darkest millennium ink, the birth of super black. Blackness is proved by numbers. The black ink you'll never see is finished. All right, remember, like, some of that sounds super suspect, but, like, 
this is a translation. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they are they're like going in on this ink is like they this is the Vanta Black of of fountain pen inks is what they're going for here. Um, it, you it think? is insane. Like I know that <laughs> seems that way, but like if that's what you think they're doing. I mean, it's not technically possible, which is what we're going to get to right now. So right. number one. So um, I had my good friend CY drop in uh, Twitch yesterday, who is very dialed into the Japanese market, as as people who've listened to the show know and who follow CY and his various podcasts. He had some information for me, um, and he's going to send me some more details on the tech specs for this. It is even more extreme to the point where I'm questioning what we're actually getting here and if we can actually use this. So number one, it's going to be $55. Um, their traditional bottles are 50 milliliters for carbon black. I don't know if it's going to be the same milliliter size. I would hope so for $55. That's insanely expensive. What has caught CY off guard is the usage directions for this in that they are very particular about how you use this ink, what you use it in and how you clean it as to go so far. They want you to use like not tap water to clean it with and things like that. Bay state blue too. <laughs> the only thing I can get back it back to is like, are they just putting India ink in a bottle? Right. Which you don't use in fountain pen in fountain pens because it is, it will clog your pens. It's high maintenance. Like it's not going to flow. It's not going to work. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. So is this mm. supposed to be a dip ink only? So that's what I'm curious about. So CY is going to send me some more information. So I'll follow up on this. But as cool as I was hoping this was going to be, it sounds like it's really not going to be for writing much with like a standard fountain pen. Um, you know, maybe you dedicate like a platinum preppy to put like a really extreme ink in it. But this sounds not only like the color is going to be off the charts for like black as black ink, that it's going to be just a cleaning and performance mess. Like it's going to be very high maintenance. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I had more high hopes of like platinum carbon black too that I can just get in cartridges and go to town and feel comfortable putting in any pen, right? Because carbon, carbon black is the reason why it's so popular is not just because of how it works, but it's actually easy to clean and you can leave it in mm -hmm. pen for a month and clean it out very well. Um, that does not sound at all like what we're getting here. So it'll be out in May. I'll, yeah, I'll be definitely testing it out, but we might be into just like dip pens, glass pens, things like that only with this. So we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with it, and I'm interested to get more information of this. So should be uh, should be interesting, and uh, I'll I'll be uh, anxious to see how it performs. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered. It's so easy to get started. You just choose one of their best-in-class website templates that you can customize to fit your needs. You can just browse through their categories to find the perfect starting place for you, either one that you like the look of the most or one that maybe fits uh, your business or your website. They categorize them that way, so it's easy to kind of drill things down. But then 
then once you've got it set up and enabled, you can customize everything in just a few clicks. The page structure, everything that's there, the layout, the colors, the fonts, even the logo. It's all super simple to do with Squarespace. It's part of that all-in-one package. You can just edit and design everything yourself, all dragging and dropping in the web browser, in their apps. It's really easy to do. No code required. It's in the same for selling physical or digital goods. Squarespace has all of the tools that you need to start selling online and have your own online store. They even have things going down to the nitty-gritty. So you want to make sure that you're optimized right for search engines. So when people are searching for whatever it is that you're doing, the content that you're making, the stuff that you're selling, that you're going to pop up and be visible. Squarespace has a suite of integrated features for SEO and useful guides to help you maximize prominence among search results. Squarespace really are the real deal. They are the all-in, the one-stop shop. If you want to set up something online, just go to Squarespace. They're just going to give you all the things you want to do and take away the things you don't want to do. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up right now for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict and you're going to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And then when you sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT. You're going to get 10% off your first purchase, and you'll be showing your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. Let's play the field notes game, Mike. Okay. So what do we got here? You lead we- this off. You lead this off. All right. So we have the Spring 2023 Quarterly Edition. It is called Streetscapes. And this is a sketchbook two-pack. They are... Four and three quarters by seven and a half inches. My brain cannot compute how big that is. Um, is it? Do you, can you give me something for reference? Yeah, less than A five, probably B six ish. Okay, six ish. Like so, okay. smaller than A five. Take uh, arts and sciences is All right. was around five by seven. Okay, so, so kind of arts. And I think science it's something around there. Size. So big field mm-hmm, notes mm-hmm. size. Yep. Um, they are sketchbooks, blank sketchbooks inside. They have a, a, a thicker paper, um, mohawk, yeah, fine, ultra white. But the key is these: is the the covers are um, they're white with black illustration, with the idea of, of different streetscapes in the in the United States. Uh, the artwork is done by an artist called Steve McDonald. And he is well known. Uh, I don't know him personally, I don't think, but apparently mm-hmm. he is well known in America for uh, adult coloring books. Um, and you will be able to, if you want to, color in uh, the front pages of these notebooks. And Field Notes are selling uh, a coloring pencil set from Blackwing on their website. So you want to know what I think you think? Yes. I think you love it. Okay. And I think you like it, but don't love it. So, so okay, I'll say for me, it's a little more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is wonderful. Like, this is a wonderful yeah. idea. I will question the timing. <laughs> It's the top of my list. Yeah. Um, I so just to, you you keep going, but I I do not love them. I I like them. Okay. okay. So continue. I think that the idea is sound. Like doing sketchbooks is is an interesting idea. Although I do always have pause. Like for people that sign up for field notes, when they then get something that is abnormal, mm-hmm. like 
I wouldn't want sketchbooks if mm-hmm. I was a subscriber, right? Like, that's not what I want. Uh, I would be subscribing for a pocket notebook or the occasional, like, here's a bigger one, but it's still a notebook. Like, a sketchbook, I wouldn't have any use for that. Like, blank sketch paper. Like, it's just, I don't have that in my life. Um, and I like I've liked the adult coloring idea, and I love the idea mm-hmm. that this is a cover that's made of a material that you could color in on, mm-hmm. but this feels like a good idea four years ago <laughs> rather than now. And I'm like really intrigued to understand, which we wouldn't be able to understand, of like what yeah. led them to this now. Maybe they just discovered this. Art. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Like it's a great idea and it's a great concept. Great idea, yeah. we, we are we are in lockstep on our thoughts on this. I'm why now is is my biggest curiosity um this feels like a great store shelf edition mm-hmm. like a, a standard edition as opposed to a quarterly release um just because it's like you mentioned it's highly specific like what did i sign up for i signed up for these pocket notebooks which you know they've done a lot of different things in the past right and they've changed concepts and done different styles like i mentioned arts and sciences one of my favorites you know, They've done in papers. They've done yeah. um, what's the uh, the reporter notebook? I forget the name of that bylines bylines uh, edition. So they've done all kinds of weird editions. They did the heavy duty covers. Like like I I appreciate the fact that they mix this in. Me too. But I'll just say for me, I appreciate all of that. But they're still notebooks, yeah. right? right? This seems and the like least useful to me yeah. <laughs> from the expectation of the field notes. Yeah. Now individually, like if I saw this and I was into this, I'd be like, heck yeah, this is great. Yeah. Like I like the size. I like yeah. the ability to be able to col- color the covers. Um, I would, if I got these, I would color the covers and then I'd probably like not use the insides that much just because that's not really a format that I use with blank pages. Um, but I get the idea of the sketch, uh, more of a sketch notebook and the streetscapes. Like it, this is like a six or seven out of 10 for me. Like I agree with you it's, completely. It's not off the charts by any stretch. It's, it's not a bad. Good concept, like, it's super good. Well executed, mm-hmm. but having it as the quarterly release and doing it in 2023 mm-hmm. isn't like to, for context. So they link an article in The Guardian about mm-hmm. the artist mm-hmm. from 2015. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like the confusing part to me of like I'm not really sure. Right. Right. This seems now. this seems more of the you know how they mix in some like special editions throughout the year, some like one offs, like like I just call them store shelf editions, you know, where they just pop them in. It's like, hey, we're gonna sell these now. Like this seems like one of those editions to me. Hey, we're gonna sell this one now. It's a it's a sketchbook, it's a adult coloring cover. Um, we also sell these black wing, um, color pencils, you know, that can go with it, stuff like that. So it's, it's very much in the same vein as the, uh, the Lamy Safari delights, right? It's like, well, like we've been there and done that kind of thing and, and moved on a little bit. And as much as like adult coloring is still a completely joyful experiences, it, it fell a little flat from a subscription perspective for me but then i'm also the one where like the previous edition is like hey we're gonna make the most basic edition ever with basic colors and like colored grids and i'm like heck yeah give me all of that (laughs) it's like the most simple thing ever and you know where i've just told lami to like stop making all the simple things so yeah it's there is a lot of context around all this stuff but like it's it's uniquely great i really really like it i i just don't think it fits for what I'm looking for, for a, a subscription edition. But it's cool looking. I would totally be down for coloring this. 
but yeah, we are we are on the same page. Now, Mike, this sketchbook kind of leads me into my shout out of the week, which is writing at large. This is a blog that I've been following for a very long time. I look back at their archives. 2015 is when writing at large started. And they do a lot of, so Nofar lives in Israel, so halfway around the world, so you get a different perspective. And they do a lot of sketching, a lot of, um, you know, urban sketching, you know, different kinds of um, using different sketchnote products, using a lot of moleskines, which I leaked I link to a lot. Um, I don't know if you uh, know that they recently reviewed the sidekick uh, as well, but oh, um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, just like a, a couple weeks ago. So this is a this is a long time. It's been interesting for me actually. Like I have mm-hmm. with, with the theme system journal, I felt like a lot of people were writing about it, but mm-hmm. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen so many things with the sidekick notepad. Yep, yep. So this was cool. So I I really like the mixture of writing at writing at large because it can go from just some like real personal detail stuff to product reviews like a moleskin review it can go to hey i'm taking this trip and here's all the sketch notes it could be i'm riding the bus today here's all the artwork i wrote and i really really love all the content i love the perspective and uh, i love no far for for writing writing can at I, large i'm skimming this review now can i provide mm-hmm. a correction this is something yeah. when they said the full specs aren't stated on the page they are they're on the website. Like on the product a, page, there's a size box and it has the inches. You're just lying right now. I'm not lying. Lots of people <laughs> have said this, right? So I'm not like oh, okay, throwing specific okay. shade. But yeah. it's like, you know, Comp Bureau's clothing, so it's <laughs> complicated to make it clear, but there is a uh, size yeah. box and it has the sizes in inches, when I'm, which I'm not super happy about. I wish it was in centimeters, but I'm not sure. going to ask them to change that. Yeah, way to go, way to go. So anyway, writing at large, long to eight years, eight years running. So uh, keep it going, no far. I appreciate all the work you do. All right, Mike, it is Wednesday as we record this. Mm-hmm. And Friday, on Friday, I will be hopping in a car, driving north a couple of hours to the Atlanta Pen Show. Um, it is one of my favorite shows to go to every year because it's one, local-ish, two, it has some of the most, I don't know, important moments to me in my growth as not just like a consumer of fountain pens and learning about fountain pens and learning about pen shows, but then we got to do things like launch Knock there, right? Our first retail show for Knock was there. Um, our first in-person podcast was there at with you and I. And we've done how many times there? four maybe something like that something like yeah four in-person events where you fly from england over to atlanta and we do a podcast we're not doing that this year so don't think i'm getting ready to tease that or test that we would have told you a long time ago if that was happening um so yeah this whole this show holds a special place in my heart i am looking forward to seeing all my friends in atlanta i'm looking forward to see uh jimmy who i actually see at other pin shows i just saw him in baltimore um he he wanted to know if uh, we were interested in doing a podcast. I said, no, we're good. We we don't have the time this year. <laughs> uh, that was like three weeks ago. I was like, yeah, well, that's not going to work this year. Um, but, you know, if we ever do it again, we would love to come back to Atlanta. We will. Like, it's I, it's I very know, I, fun. We will do it again. I know yeah. we'll do it again. It's just about when. Well, you know what works for Atlanta is the time of year for both of us. Yes. It's like generally in a great spot where there's not a lot going on in our other parts of our lives, right? 
Yeah. So it's traditionally been one of the easier travel shows. And like it's we've had a lot of international visitors uh, come to the Atlanta Pen Show because of the hub that the Atlanta airport is like it's easy to get to. Even though it's a long trip, it's still like convenient. You're not having, having to hop all over the world to get here. So um, the show's at the same hotel it's been in for, I don't know, more than a decade. Um, one of the cool things that I like about this show is if you buy the weekend pass, the uh, show promoter, uh, Jimmy Doloff, puts on a cookout on the Friday night. It's not just for vendors. It's it's for attendees. You know, if you're a weekend pass holder, you get to go to this cookout. And I mean, what? There's usually like a hundred people. Like it's, it's, yeah, he feeds a lot time. of people. <laughs> he feeds a lot of people. And, you know, you hope the weather's good and you can sit outside and you have some nice, nice areas to sit out around the hotel pool and things like that. So it's, it's fun. And then the, um, the show itself, like it's not quite as big as somewhere like Baltimore who that I just came back from. And it's a little bit more broken up into like, um, like a large, medium, and small, like three rooms, large, medium, and small. And it, but they're all like very connected. And so it's fun to walk around. It's fun to see some people that come to this show that don't get around to some of the other shows. Um, it's a fun hang just there at the hotel until they kick us out too early from the bar, which is the long running joke at the Atlanta Pen Show. It has one of the best on-site restaurants in the Waffle House that is literally attached to the hotel, <laughs> which is great. Um, um, you just walk out the hotel door and walk into the Waffle House. It's kind of they fantastic. They have all the stuff across the street. That, well, I mean, I don't know if it's still and, there. but Yeah, so they yeah. it used to be even worse for food, but now there's like oh, wow. a pizza place and a brew pub across the and street. And there's a sushi place and now a Starbucks. So like it is kind of, this area is kind of grown in, around the hotel. Um, so I'm anxious to get up to it this year and spend some time. I'm going to go up Friday afternoon. So I'll be there after lunch Friday, hang out all Friday night. Um, just, I'm going to kind of do the same thing I did in Baltimore where I just spend my Friday talking to people, hanging out. Then I will go Saturday. I'll wake up Saturday and I will hit the show hard. Like we'll be shopping, looking around at products, doing all of that stuff. Um, you know, getting to to see what all the new products are out, see a lot of makers there, um, including some makers that just come to this show, right? That don't necessarily get out to like San Francisco or Baltimore or St. Louis or things like that. Um, so I'll spend a lot of that time Saturday, hang out Saturday night, and then uh, get up and head home Sunday morning. So that's a very easy thing for me to do. I have not sweated packing for this. It's like I will literally throw some clothes in a duffel bag and like go on friday like there's nothing to worry about for this show i'm extremely yes, not exactly. anxious about this where baltimore like i get anxious about packing I'm like all right i gotta pack all my stuff because i'm flying and make sure i have my backpack set correctly and this and that this i will just throw it in the back of my car and go like it does not matter so um i'm very excited for this it is one of the more comfortable shows i go to it's the right size the right feel also have just like like I said the long term history with it like I'm comfortable going there because I've been there you know for 10 years probably at this point um so yeah like I don't have a shopping list per se um to to check out I always end up 
looking at some of the maker pins, right? You can't really have a shopping list. Like if I'm going to go look at Brad from Mythic Pins, who shout out just had uh, his Meet Your Maker article on the Pen Addict this week. If we can put that in the show notes, that would be great. Mm -hmm. So I'll get to hang out with Brad for a minute and see what he's up to and see some of the new things, right? So I can't really make a shopping list other than, hey, I know I'm going to go talk to Brad at Mythic Pins, right? And then, you know, see what other makers are there, what they're making for the show. Um, you know, hopefully Ryan Krusak is there. He wasn't in Baltimore. So he is you know, someone I always get to see at the Atlanta pin show. So that'll be fun. And then get to, to hang out with the vendors that I've known forever, like, you know, Van S pins and drum goals and, and all of these people. So very excited next week, we will do a recap of the Atlanta pin show. See how it goes. I expect it to go extremely smooth because this show is not difficult, right? It is not difficult. Um, it's, the right size, the right people, the right crowds, and just easy to get around, um, easy to hang out at the hotel. So yeah, I expect nothing but a good chill time at the Atlanta Pin Show. If you were there, don't hesitate to say hi to me. Like uh, I'll, I'll be hanging out and just chilling if you need help at the Pin Show. A lot of people came up to me in Baltimore, which I love, and say, hey, can you help me with this? And then we would go. We would go bounce around and I would help them figure out the things that they're trying to figure out. And I literally love doing that. That's my favorite thing to do at a show is helping other people out who have questions at the show. So don't hesitate. I'm the guy with the pointy hair. Um, You can find me. Uh, You probably know what I look like. So don't hesitate to interrupt me, ask, butt in. um, And I I will sign uh, any autographs in a very neat and uh, readable manner. Please everybody else comes to sign something. (laughs) And I want pictures. Long lines. <laughs> I think I signed two in Baltimore. So yeah, that's the over under this weekend too. So it's, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So uh, I have a question for you. Are you expecting yep. to, do you have any expected purchases for this or, or are you all like you covered from the stuff that you bought recently? Yeah, that's one of the things with Baltimore, I bought a lot of pins. I bought one pin for me and then I bought a bunch of other pins just like for review and giveaway and it being only three weeks ago, like I'm still like in that zone. Mm. The things I didn't buy at Baltimore that are easier for me to buy in Atlanta because I'm driving are ink and paper. So I didn't even consider looking at inks in Baltimore really for myself or for like product reviews. I bought some for giveaway. So I'm going to see what inks are out there. I'm going to see if there's any new paper I need to test out, like some of the bigger, bulkier stuff that I can just drive home. Um, That is on the list. Nothing in particular. I In Baltimore, wearing wool, was, inks were still just such a hot item. I'm going to see, like, okay, maybe there's some other wearing wool inks I need to pick out. Those have been very popular right now um, to review. I think I only have one sitting here. That's kind of queued up for review. As far as pen products, I'm always on the lookout for a Pilot Decimo. And I am I keep saying that over and over again because I'm not overly anxious to get one. I'm just looking for like a cool, like non-standard one. And that's really hard to find because Pilot, as I mentioned in the Baltimore recap, they're not making any new Decimos for release this year in the US market. It's a very, it's probably one of their lower selling product lineups for some reason in this market, but it's still popular in Japan. So one of these days I might just break down and get a special edition over from Japan, but I'm always looking. There's always some smaller individual sellers there that you might run across something like that for. So that's what Saturday's for is to kind of give me the time to scope that out. 
I still have a Scribo Piuma is the Scribo is the brand Piuma is the model to check out. Um, it's a pretty expensive pen, but it comes with a stock extra, extra fine gold nib. And I love the shape and materials of them. I just haven't pulled the trigger online. I could have bought it many times over online. It's kind of a stock edition for them, but I'm kind of holding off. I just haven't really committed. I kind of want to see them in person because you can get them in these neat swirly materials. And a lot of times when you look at the swirl materials um, online, you never know what you get unless you pick it out yourself. So that's always a good thing to pin for a pin show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I am very tempted by the Leonardo's that just released in the spaghetti resin. You know that um, the kind where the the resin's kind of like cut off. It's like almost kind of looks like a checkerboard pattern. So there's one oh, called uh, yeah. Anemone, which has some unique colors. It's kind of like purple, orange, and brown. It's like colors I wouldn't necessarily have put together myself, but that came out really, really good. Like, I don't necessarily need another Leonardo, like, personally, but that, that one's at least tempting because they look so good. And I like that, um, what they call the spaghetti resin, the way they, they started making those last year and some of their stock models, like the Blue Hawaii and some of the other ones. So now they've made some other resins um, that have kind of started to pop. And yeah, I, it's, it, that's one of those determinations, like, that, do I need it, right? Am I buying this for me, right? This is in the bigger picture of the Pinatic 100. Like, if I'm going to get down to 100 pins, like, I'm really considering what I buy. And if I buy it, like, I probably need to sell one of my other Leonardos. And I only have three. I have three Leonardos right now. So we'll see. We'll see. So that's the the context that I'm thinking about. I at least want to check these out and see how they how they look in person because I think the material and is really good and i'm just in love with the leonardo shape and style really fits my aesthetic so yeah i'm looking for that so i think that's the extent of the list i obviously want to see the lamy delights safaris like i want to see them you know like i might buy some to give away like i don't need any of those for my own personal needs but like one of the things i do at pen shows is i buy a, several things for review giveaway yeah and stuff like that so like baltimore what i came home with was 90 or 95 percent stuff for reviews and giveaways and then i bought the one pen for myself right that's how baltimore was um and i would expect atlanta to be the same thing because i'm trying to manage like my own collections right like i yeah. really i'm trying to draw this line of why am i buying all this stuff like I want to have a real reason. Like if I'm buying this pen from me in my collection, well, it needs to fit in with what I already have. And is it going to replace something? And that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Otherwise, am I, is this a good, is this a new product that is worth a new review? Like we review, I don't know. We've reviewed a ton of Leonardo's on the blog. So it's not really a review product for me, right? Is the way I look at it because it's the same pen it's already something I think is like a 10 out of 10 pin design and comfort. It's just a new material. And there's, I, there's not many words I can spill on just the new material as far as a review. I don't know that that's worthwhile. So that's, that's how my brain works around like new products and buying things these days is a lot of it's just for 
blog review and giveaway and deciding if I'm going to buy something specifically to fit into my library of pins that I'm trying to keep at 100 and probably failing hard at. Keeping it 100, I like that. Keep Keeping it Hana. But you're not doing that yet, are you? I am like 400. I'm, no, I'm no. But I'm I'm in the low 100s and okay. I have another batch here to sell. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. One like, day we'll do that 100. We'll do it. We'll do it this year. Like I'm getting like we'll do it probably this summer. Like I need to have another sale. Once I do this next sale, I'm going to be very ready to have that number solidified. Like, because I have to get under 100, right? Like, I can't get to 100 right now because then it's full. And that's not the goal. The goal is to have space. So I need it to be like 85, <laughs> right? So I can go and, hey, look at this Leonardo Anemone, right? Anemone. Anemone. So yeah, uh, it's it's good. It's all good stuff. So we will, uh, yeah, I just need to do a little bit of, I need to do another round of sales and then have a real, like, a real refinement look at the Toyoka Craft 100 box and what's in it and see what needs to stay in make in hit our final form if you will if you will mhm all right well I'm very jealous of you and I hope that you'll have a great time I'm sure people will ask about you I will tell them that uh you hate them uh, which uh-huh. is why you didn't want to show up that's very you know what that's very fair Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find Brad, go to the Atlanta Pen Show. But otherwise, <laughs> go to twitch.tv slash penaddict where Brad streams three times a week. Go to penaddict.com and spokedesign.com to check out Brad's writing and products. You can find Brad on mastodon.social. He is at penaddict. He's uh, penaddict on Instagram as well. Uh, I am on mike.social as at imike. You can find my podcast here at Relay FM, like this one, and also my products over at cortexbrand.com. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>